You know, last, last week, uh, Ross started a new series called Making Sense of God. He shared uh, with us the importance of understanding and also aligning our theology to the Word of God. We learned a few things last week, very powerful stuff. Last week, uh, we, we learned one thing, that we are all theologians. Isn't that amazing? That, uh, you know, learning about God, it's a lifelong journey. Theology, it's, it's a fancy word. It's uh, a Greek word and means theos, which is God, and logos, a word of or logical thought or the study of God. So we are all theologians. Todos somos teólogos, ¿verdad? Mientras estudiamos la palabra del Señor. Um, again, we, we learned that making sense of God is a lifelong pursuit. Last week, we explored two questions from our theology survey. Modern science disproves the Bible. La ciencia moderna refuta la Biblia. And the Bible contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but it's not literally true. We learned that these two statements are so far from the truth. So... That's what we are trying to explore every week in this series. Esto es lo que estamos explorando en esta serie de descubrir nuestro alineamiento propio a la palabra del Señor. So today we will be learning what the Bible has to say about these two statements from that same uh, survey that a lot of you guys participated with. Statement number three. Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. Jesús es el primer ser creado por Dios. And then the survey statement for says, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Jesús fue un gran maestro, pero no era Dios. Esas son las preguntas que venían en esta encuestas que le pedimos uh, llenar. And to address these important two questions, what I like to do right now, it's celebrate Christmas, you know? Merry Christmas to all. So I'm, I'm the first one to say Merry Christmas to all. And why Christmas? Because the message of Christmas, it's critical for us to understand who Jesus is. Christmas, the Christmas story, it's filled with powerful theological truths. La Navidad de Veras es... es Está llena de, de afirmaciones teológicas muy importantes para nuestra vida. So we're going to read from Matthew 1, 21 to 23. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God, with, God is with us. So Emmanuel, it's, it's, it's an English word, the translation Emmanuel, which means God with us. And there are three super, super important statements or biblical truth. Number one is that Jesus is God. Number two, that he is human. And number three, that he is with us. It would have been surprisingly enough God becoming human and simply living temporarily among us and then left, leaving us his teachings. But in the Gospel of Mark, it says that Jesus Christ 
chose 12 apostles so that they would be with him. But what does with him mean? Well, from the text and the rest of the gospel, we can see that it means being in Jesus' presence. It means talking to Jesus. It means uh, getting to know him deeply, getting to hear his words, connecting with him. ¿Qué significa todo esto? Bueno, de estar con, Je de estar con Dios, de estar con Jesús, significa conocerlo, platicar con él, caminar con él, hablar con él. In Jesus, the unapproachable God becomes a human being who can be known and loved. You know, I wish, seriously, I wish at this point of uh, my meditation, I could say, hey, I'm done, that's, that's it, you know. Sería lindísimo que en este punto de, del mensaje yo pudiera decir, bueno, ya terminamos, ya se acabó. But you know what, unfortunately, the 2020 State of Theology Survey by Ligonier Ministries and Lively Research shows us a picture and provides key findings on what Americans think about God, truth, the Bible, and Jesus. And this is shocking and reveals that a majority of American adults now hold a false view of Jesus' deity. It may not be a great surprise that, you know, the people who do not attend church will answer the survey this way but now almost a third of evangelicals about 30 percent agree that Jesus was only a great teacher and nearly 65 percent agreed with the statement Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God the confusion illustrated in these results suggests a critical need for Christians to align theologically to the Word of God. Church, unfortunately, we are drifting away from what the Bible is teaching us. Es peligroso porque conforme ha ido pasando el tiempo, no solamente la gente que no va a la iglesia, sino dentro de la iglesia, nos estamos alejando de las verdades absolutas que la Biblia eh, proclama. So, how do we take a stand in uh, 2021? ¿Cómo nos alineamos? ¿Qué podemos hacer nosotros en este año, en el 2021 al respecto? Well, aligning our theology with God, with the Word of God. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is God. There are three important points that I want to share with you guys. Where do we get this information that Jesus is truly God? Well, there are enough sources. The Bible is the greatest source of all. Number one, the Bible tells us that Jesus is God. Number two, also Jesus himself, he proclaimed that he was God. And number three, his disciples also proclaimed this truth that he was indeed God. So let me break it down for, for us a little bit. So the Bible tells us that Jesus is God. In John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word. The Word reveals who the person is. Hey, and when, when you go to a gym or a, or a supermarket, 
For example, you see people, and uh, if you go to the supermarket at the same time, the chances of you seeing there the same people over and over, or if you go to the gym, uh, or if you used to go to the gym before pandemic, you know, you would see the same people over and over. And uh, over time, you, will, you would probably know uh, his or her schedule. You would probably know his likes and dislikes. I li like this machine, but not this one. You would probably know a lot of things about this person, you know, either at the supermarket, what, you know, what they eat and things like that. But it's until you hear this person, it's until you engage in a conversation, until you hear his or her words, is that you start knowing that person. It is not enough just to hang out with people. It is not enough to go to the gym and say, oh, these are all my friends, right? It wouldn't make sense. It's until you hear the words of that person speaking to you. It is very, very clear to me when we read John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. It is very clear to me that if we want to know God, it's only through Jesus. In verse 14 we read, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Friends, brothers and sisters, Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God. Jesús es la revelación máxima de Dios. Si queremos conocer a Dios, tenemos que escuchar lo que Jesús nos dice. I love how Dr. Tony Evans, how Dr. Uh, Tony Evans explains it. And I'm going to read it because it's so powerful. Translation, it's in, uh, in Spanish, it's on the screen. And he says, the Bible often equates Jesus with God, reinforcing this relationship. In Genesis 1.1 tells us that God created the world. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. And also in Colossians 1.16 and 17 tells us that all things were created by Jesus Christ. And it says, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So either, and this is very important, so either we have two creators, or the God of Genesis 1.1, it's also the God of Colossians 1.16. Jesus Christ took on human flesh, being born as a baby in a world of darkness. He came for the purpose of making the invisible God visible to us in history. Number two, Jesus said he was God. Jesus personally, he personally claimed to be God, you know, to be the Son of God and equal with God. John 10, 29 and 33, 29 through 33 says, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. 
Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus said to them, Hey, I have, sh I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? Hey, we're not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a simple man, claim to be God. Also, Matthew eleven twenty seven says, All things have been committed to me by the Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. And this is also very powerful. Jesus is also uh, speaking this truth with his actions as well. También Jesús hablaba de esto, de que él era Dios con sus, con sus acciones. Uh, in Mark 20, 21, verses 1 through 12, you know, there's the story of the uh, paralyzed man. And uh, what is interesting is that he forgives his sins. Paralyzed man has have sinned against God. But Jesus, what does he do? He forgives his sins. And also, we see another interesting uh, fact in the Bible is that when an angel, for example, appeared to a person, what would happen? You know, just imagine yourself in front of an angel. What would you do? Probably kneel and bow down. But what would the angel said? Wait, 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 wait. hold on. Stand up because I am not worthy of worship. I am not worthy of praise. They would say, you know, hey, worship, it's only for God. So stand up. We are both creator, created creatures, you know. Cuando se le aparece un ángel, ¿qué hacían ellos? Nos decían, párense rapidito, porque nosotros no somos dignos de adoración, solo, solo Dios. But what happened uh, with, with Jesus? Uh, and we know the story of uh, uh, Thomas. You know, Thomas, at some point, you know, after the resurrection hit, uh, worships God and, and, and calls him, my Lord, my God. And what does Jesus said, receiving this worship? Did he say, no, 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 no. He accepts and receives worship. Why? Because he is God. He, he tells us that he is God with his words and also with his actions. And that is very important. And then the, the last point why we can surely say that Jesus is God is because his followers believed that Jesus was God. Why did his early Jewish disciples and followers worship him? And this is a very important question because, you know, back in the day in uh, Eastern religions, the Jewish were the last people in the world who, who would worship a human being. The issue here is that, you know, Eastern religions were very different than the beliefs of the Jewish people. Uh, some, uh, some Eastern religions will preach or say that, no, God is energy, so we are all energy, so we are all part of God, we are all like avatars, we are, we are all God in a sense. So, and then you have on the other side the Romans and the Greeks with Plenty of gods to choose from, right? So, worshiping Jesus was not a big deal for these two groups. Why? Because it's just another guy. Hey, let's, you know, I'll, I'll gamble on this new god and uh, he's going to bless me. 
But see, the difference with the Jewish people, his first followers, is that it was a big, big, big deal. You know, they would never worship a human being because the Jews believed that worship the uncreated creator without beginning or end was the only thing for them to do. But why the first followers of Christ worship Jesus? Well, because they saw miracles. They saw in him truth and grace combined. They saw tenderness and power as well. Even people and religious leaders wonder, but who, who is this guy? You know, they couldn't figure it out. So his early followers understood that Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. The last people in the world who would call him God paid a huge price to worship Jesus. If a Jewish person decided to follow Jesus, they would be considered heretics. For a Jewish person to consider faith in Jesus, he or she must consider the social stigma they will face from friends, family, and the larger Jewish community. It was not easy for a Jewish, for those first followers of Christ, to worship Jesus. It was, it was tough, more than tough, you know? They, just imagine yourself, put yourself in, in uh, their shoes. You know, you, are, you have this encounter with Jesus, and you worship him as God, and now you have to make decisions. Am I going to be allowed to go back to my village? Am I going to be allowed to go back to my synagogue? Would the rabbi officiate my wedding or presentation of children? It was a big deal. And some of them, and this is the reality, and this is why we can testify that his followers believed that Jesus was God, because a lot of them paid the ultimate price. They died for Jesus. So we have three important aspects of the divinity of Jesus confirming that. Number one summarizing is that the Bible tells us La Biblia nos dice que Jesús es Dios. Number two Jesus himself tells us that he is God. And number three, plenty of witnesses around. His followers declared that Jesus was God. Not only the Bible, but, but also, you know, the, uh, the creeds of Christian church plainly declare that Jesus Christ is truly God. Flory, we're going to go back to uh, slide number one. Throughout history, critics have denied the essence of Christmas, you know, that Jesus is God. An example of this was Arius. He was a Christian priest whose teaching gave raised to a theological doctrine known as Arianism, who denied the divinity of the Son. Historically, Christians had to stand strong and affirm the authority of the Bible and the deity of Christ. God incarnated, the Word made flesh. Christians took a stand in the third century and fought this arduous heresy with guidance from the Holy Spirit. They came together in the Council of Nicaea in 325 and wrote the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed emphasizes the, the doctrine of the Trinity and the deity of Jesus in response to the, these false teachings of uh, this guy named Arius. So again, the Bible and the, the historical creeds, this is one of uh, 
other uh, of a group of creeds that we uh, that we read often here at church that we believe in and, and proclaim as well. But the Bible and the historical creeds of the Christian Church plainly declare that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man. Just just to uh, to finish, I I love uh, C.S. Lewis. He was an incredible writer, and uh, we've seen his movies too, incredible movies, and he was a strong believer in the Lord. In his book, Mere Christianity, he said something very powerful and very strong. Translation, it's in, uh, in the screen. And, and I'm reading, I'm quoting from his book. He says, I am trying here to prevent anyone, who's anyone? All of us, you know? to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about Jesus. Hey, I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was just a man and said the sort of things or did the sort of things Jesus said and did, would not be a, a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic or else he would be the devil itself. You must make your choice. Either this man, Jesus, was and is the son of God or else a madman. You can shut him up for a fool, spit on him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall and, at, the, at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not that left that open for us, for discussion. He did not intend it to. So these are very strong words and puts everything into perspective. Either we believe or we do not believe. But there is no middle ground and this is important. Look, look at the Old Testament. To finish, I'm going to share this, this thought. Look, look at the Old Testament. Anytime someone draw near to God, it was completely terrifying. God appears to Abraham as a smoking furnace, to Israel as a pillar of fire, to Job as a tornado. When God showed up in Jesus Christ, he was not a pillar of fire, not, nor a tornado, but what? But a baby. But why would God come this time in the form of a, of a baby? Because this time he has come not to bring judgment, but to take it, to pay the penalty of our sins, to take away the barrier between humanity and God so that we can be together. Jesus, friends, brothers and sisters, Jesus is God. El Señor Jesús es Dios. El vino, Dios se convirtió en un bebé para empezar esta relación. El vino esta vez para perdonar nuestros pecados, para salvarnos, para establecer una relación personal con Él. So, you know, we had the, the first those two statements, but I, I would like to rephrase those statements, and I would suggest us to align our theology with the Word of God and proclaim that 
Let's show that slide 24. Back the 24. Because we were reading those uh, statements. And uh, anyways, so we were reading before that Jesus is the first and graded being created by God. So I would like to restate that statement like this. Jesus is not the first and greatest being created by God. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesús no es el primer ser creado por Dios. Jesús es Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. And then how, how would, would I restate that silly statement that we started with? Number one, Jesus was indeed a great teacher and he was God. Jesús fue un gran maestro y es Dios, definitivamente. So as C.S. Lewis said, we have two options. We run away from him because he was crazy and blasphemous or we surrender to him because he is who he said he was. So those are the two options we have. We either call him lunatic and blasphemous and whatever, or we can choose to believe he was God. And uh, that is the option we have this morning. So as, as, as I conclude this meditation, that's the challenge that I want to present. Number one, for those who have been in the faith for a long time, to really uh, watch ourselves and to align our theology with the Word of God and nothing else. And for those who are maybe exploring, wanting to know more about this Jesus, to really consider that Jesus is God, that, that Emmanuel, that baby came to die for our sins and to reestablish this re relationship with God. So let's pray. I would like to, to pray. And uh, we're going to, after that, we're going to sing and and continue in God's presence. He came for that purpose, to be with us, and He is with us. So, Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this mystery, this incredible mystery of you coming to earth, being born as a baby to save us, to reestablish a connection with you, Lord. It is a mystery, and we have to accept this by faith, that Jesus, you are God. So, Lord, right now we surrender ourselves. We worship you, Jesus, Lord of all. We adore you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will give us the strength, this 2021, to grow stronger in our theological convictions, Lord. Help us to be intentional studying your word. Help us, Lord, to be intentional disciples. Señor, yo te pido que en este nuevo año 2021 podamos ser siervos que estudian tu palabra intencionalmente, siervos que te conocen cada día más. Prepara nuestro corazón. Abre nuestro corazón para recibir tu palabra cada día. So, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible mystery. Thank you, God, for becoming, for coming to earth and dying for my sins. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for reestablishing this amazing relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.
We pray and we all say, Amen.